Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you for joining me today, you legends. So grateful to have you listening to this podcast. I don't think I say that enough, so I want to thank you today before we start. Today on episode number 44, we're going to talk about a topic that's important to personal finances, but also important to life in general. And I'm going to start this episode by telling a little bit of a story. And it's not a real story or true story, but it's just a scenario that I found myself thinking about. Let's call this guy Joe. And Joe has graduated from high school and he's going to college and he's decided that he wants to get an engineering degree. So Joe goes and gets that engineering degree and he decides that he wants to go work in a certain type of engineering. Let's just call it electrical engineering. So he goes and he and he finds this job as an electrical engineer, but very shortly he finds himself restless. He finds himself unhappy or you might say not content with where he is in life. And so you ask, why is Joe not content? Well, it's hard to identify why he's not content. He may be not content because He sees others around them and sees what they're doing. It may be that this job is not what he expected it to be. We can't know where that lack of happiness or contentment comes from. But Joe's co-worker, David, is content. So we ask the question, why is David content? And that gets us to the root of this episode where we're going to talk about finding contentment in your life. And so you may be asking, what is it to be content? What is contentment? And so I'm going to go pull up the dictionary definition of content. And the dictionary definition from the Oxford Dictionary says a state of happiness or satisfaction. Well, that sounds simple enough, right? But does it tell us truly what content is? So going to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, when we look up contented, it is feeling or showing satisfaction with one's possessions, status, or situation. So you can have two people in the exact same circumstance, and Joe can not be content. It could be because of the family he came from. They had, you know, an upper middle class upbringing, and he thinks as a 22-year-old, he should already be living that lifestyle. And maybe David came from a um, poverty uh, lifestyle, and, and he grew up in poverty, and so he sees how blessed he is, and he's grateful for the things he have. It could be that he is, Joe is, 
comparing himself to those around him. It could be that Joe is comparing himself to expectations that he has or trauma that he has in the past. And this lack of contentment can come from anywhere. And contentment is different than happiness because happiness can come and go. Happiness is a state we find ourselves in when our emotions go up and down uh, just throughout the day. But contentment is something that's stable. Contentment is that deep down feeling of peace and calm that you are overall satisfied with your possessions, with your status, and with your situation. The other thing about contentment is, like we talked about with Joe and David, they're in the exact same place. So it has nothing to do with what you have. We create or increase or decrease our happiness based off the circumstances around us. So we increase our happiness by buying something new, but that's temporary, or by doing something we enjoy, a hobby, but that's temporary. But contentment is a skill that we practice, and it means that no matter what is added or subtracted from our life, that we still feel the sense of peace. And so if you are not content with your life, with your outcomes, there's this assumption that if we make a change in our life, that we're going to find contentment in that change. When I made a job change a while back, I was not content, but I spent a significant amount of time reflecting if that unhappiness was a result of something internal or something external. When I finally determined that I felt like it was something external and something that I couldn't fix, only then did I make the change. And the lack of contentment I had was just this restlessness from just the stress that was going on day to day. And so once I was able to remove that stress, it improved my outlook, it relaxed me, it made life more enjoyable. And so that contentment is something that we should be 100% seeking out. You can become a millionaire, a billionaire, but you can still not be content in your life. And so you don't want to seek those monetary things looking for contentment. You want to seek contentment before seeking anything else. So as we reflect on this, a lot of times contentment is put to the back burner as we seek or we push for better results. But if we, if we do that, if we're unhappy in our life and we continue to go on these negative trends or negative habits that we have, we're going to push contentment further and further away. So in reality, we should seek contentment first and then seek to make a change. This requires a, a lot of inner work. This requires us to reflect inside for how we are approaching life. And I think that's something that's extremely hard to do. But this is a topic that is very intertwined with personal finances. Because again, we had Joe and David who were in the exact same situation and one of them was content and one of them was not. The reality is we need 
to find contentment in the money we have. We should never be trying to find contentment in a different money situation. So how do we find contentment? Because right, I can tell you find contentment, but what does that actually mean? And so I have a list of ways, 10 different ways to try and find contentment. And this is all about what's going on in your head and how to reflect. The first way to find contentment is to express gratitude. It's to look at the things around you and reflect on what you have to be grateful for. You know, I have made this differentiation in the past. There's a difference between gratitude and positivity. We'll talk about positivity a little bit later. Positivity is trying to spin things or trying to move things in a direction mentally towards something positive. Gratitude is looking at what was already happened in the past, what you already have, and expressing gratefulness for that. It's finding those small things, which we'll talk about too. The second way to increase your likelihood of contentment is to uh, try breathing exercises, meditation, or prayer. Lack of contentment results in stress. So the way to reduce your stress levels is through prayer, meditation, and breathing exercises. This will release your anxiety and allow you to relax, allow you to refocus your mind on the things that are going to bring you contentment. Number three, we need to remind ourselves what is true. We tell ourselves lies constantly, lies about our abilities, lies about those people around us, lies about the possible futures. We need to reflect on those and determine what are we telling ourselves that are lies and what is actually true. I'm actually going to reflect on a Bible verse here. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. So we need to meditate, we need to reflect on, we need to set our minds on the things that are true. Actually, if you go down to Philippians 4, 11 through 13, it says, Now that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him, through Christ who strengthens me. Such a powerful verse, a powerful reflection right there that we can be content in any circumstances. We can be content no matter how deep or dark of a hole we get in if we're content with the things around us, with our possessions, with our status, with our situation. The fourth way to focus on being content is to focus on the small things in the present. I think often we focus on the things that we don't have, and it makes us forget the things that we do. And so this is related to gratitude, but it's enjoying those things. So like going on an evening walk with your family, watching the sunrise or sunset, 
enjoying a good movie, having a deep conversation with a friend, or even just a conversation with a friend or family member that you've not spoken with, hitting a green light, right? Getting some ways quickly. There's a million things that are happening in the moment that we can reflect on, be grateful for, and focusing on those things will help us be content in that moment. The fifth way to be content is to serve others. When we take the focus off of ourselves and we reflect on other people and we serve other people, that helps bring contentment for a few reasons. One, you can see the negative circumstances these people might be in. And so that helps you reflect and feel grateful for the situation you're in. But also, we just get a natural lift from helping others. And so we want to use that natural lift to help bring contentment into our life. Number six, we want to choose positivity. And so I talked about earlier how we want to express gratitude, but then in the moment when negative things are happening, when things that have multiple interpretations come up, choose the positive interpretation. In our household, we talk about we were married because we loved and trusted each other. And so when something happens, we want to be reminded that we are fighting for each other and that we are for each other. And so we're going to choose the positive interpretation of what happened. We don't do this 100% of the time, but by having that mindset, we're choosing it more often than someone else would. Number seven is we want to make sure we know what our vision is. We want to make sure we know what we're chasing after. We want to know what our goals are. The reality is, like we talked about earlier, a lot of the issue with people is they seek contentment in things that they're chasing. And if they don't know what they're chasing or don't have a very clear goal of what their ultimate vision is, then they could be chasing after something completely wrong. And we don't want to be seeking contentment in that goal or in that vision, but it's on the path of trying to reach that, that we can find contentment. I think a lot of times we're directionless. We're wondering where our life is going. And without that direction, we sometimes struggle being content. But if we can set ourselves on a path, you can then choose contentment. You can choose positivity. You can choose gratitude in that moment. Number eight, we want to stop comparison. Comparison is a virus to your soul. We can stop comparison by getting rid of social media, by holding ourselves accountable with family and friends, by telling them that we want them to call us out when we start comparing. Number nine, we want to accept our imperfections. The reality is, is we are not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. So we want to acknowledge those imperfections and we want to embrace those imperfections. The imperfections that we have, the struggles that we have are the things that make us who we are. And so sure, we want to try and improve in areas that it's appropriate to try and improve. But in the areas that it's not, absolutely accept that imperfection and realize that all of us have those things in our lives. So if you're struggling with, you know, some some different identity things, if you're struggling with different habits you have or different things that 
that are just feel like you're you're beating yourself up, realize that we are all going through those exact same things and be willing to acknowledge that. And then number 10, along the same lines, we want to acknowledge failure. If we deny failure, we're being intellectually dishonest with ourselves. And that intellectual dishonesty means that we don't feel we can trust ourselves. That lack of trust in ourselves makes it very unlikely that we're going to be content. So we want to acknowledge that failures happen, but that failures are something to recover from. I hope that these were helpful tips in seeking out contentment. I find that it's very easy being a driven person to not be content with what you have or where you are. And the reality is we need to seek contentment. We need to find contentment where we're at because it's not something that we're guaranteed in the future. And if you have it now, it's much more likely you'll have it in the future. The flip side of this coin, which I may talk about in the future a little bit more, is we don't want to use contentment as an excuse for not trying or not doing anything. We don't want to lie to ourselves and tell us we're content when we're not actually content. And I think this is often something that's used and and why some people aren't fond of talking about this topic. But when we're talking about personal finances, we do in this podcast, being content with what you have, with what you're earning, with everything is foundational, foundational to the rest of everything that's going on. Because if you're beating yourselves up on your money, it's going to be hard to be having contentment in other areas of your life. It spills over. And so you want to reflect in what ways am I not content with my current outcomes, with my current place in life, and figure out what exercises, what things you can do out of this list to really strive to find contentment in those things. We want to be grateful. We want to focus on the small things. We want to remind ourselves what's true. We want to serve others. We want to be positive. We want to stop comparison, acknowledge failure, accept imperfection. And last but not least, we want to be chasing after a goal. So I hope that that encourages you today. Know that I'm here to be a sounding board. If you have any questions, if you have anything that you want to learn, I would love to hear what you're interested in, and I can incorporate it into one of these episodes. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. We'll see you next week.